Welcome back to Multifamily Live. I am here with the incredible Jordan Smith. And as you know, this is Foundational Fridays, where we talk about the foundations of our real estate investment businesses, how we got started, how it's going, and all the things that we have built our businesses, our lives, and maybe even our communities on. So welcome to Multifamily Live, Jordan Smith. Thank you, Paley. Great to be here. Good to be here. So Jordan, can you talk to can you talk to me a little bit about how you started in real estate? Yeah, so I was it was almost 10 years ago. Uh, in a couple months, it'll be 10 years of me getting into real estate. And it started with honestly uh, a little couple hour seminar in a hotel lobby or in a hotel banquet room um, <clears throat> got me started in the single family space um, fix and flips and foreclosures were real hot at the time it was you know 2013 um, I could go down the street and find uh, half the houses seem to have for sale signs or long grass that kind of stuff so come a long way since then but got into it about 10 years ago and Really liked real estate. I liked the the freedom that it allowed me to have to set my own schedule versus working 60 hours a week in the corporate job I was working prior to that. And since since then, I've grown from single family into uh, multifamily now. I have a number of units that I'm general partner on, limited partner on, and uh, continuing to grow. That is amazing. So talk to me a little bit about what your portfolio looks like right now. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about what the future looks like for you. Sure. Um, I have and manage my own small um, single family and, and duplex portfolio up in Illinois. Um, that is nine doors. And then I'm general partner and asset manager on 134 doors in North Carolina, as well as limited partner on 76 doors in Cincinnati. So talk to me a little bit about that first deal, because I believe in the strength of that first deal. Talk about your first deal and how, and just kind of give us the story around it. Honestly, through through the network in my mastermind, your mastermind, um, the seven-figure multifamily, I was able to network with some people and form some great relationships over the uh, about 13, 14 months that I had known them at the time. Uh, got together with a group of guys and, and gals that were um, starting to take down some more properties and they reached out to the group for some assistance in, in both capital raising and asset management. And as a, a previous basically asset managing my own stuff on a smaller scale, I was able to to kind of fit into that role and learn it along the way some things, but um, the capital raising aspects of it, I, I didn't think that I would like that, but I really started to enjoy that, um, starting to build that out as well. And just providing an opportunity for folks to get into real estate when, when kind of like myself, um, had money sitting in the stock market or savings accounts, wherever that, that just wasn't doing much for me and wanted to get that into the ground into real estate and, um, start to grow, you know, my, my own portfolio, but the, the legacy that, that we're going to have as a family and our essentially build out our, our freedom towards the future of, you know, being able to not do the daily grind on a daily basis, um, 
work hard now in order to build build yourself up and then um, not necessarily just sit on a beach all day, but be able to make those choices of, you know, I'm taking a couple hours uh, this week or this day to to go out to lunch with my wife or something that I just want to want to be able to set my own schedule and and have that ability to do so. So that was a lot to unpack right there. We're going to go, we're going to step back a little bit. You talked a little bit about asset management. I want you to explain asset management from a foundational level for anyone who is just starting in multifamily. So basically what asset management is, um, people might have different definitions of it, but I'd say that it is essentially taking the, the business plan that you had set forth in your underwriting and doing everything you can to make that come to fruition. So I'm personally working on the capital expenditure side, the CapEx. Um, and while I'm not on site, my, my role there is to manage the materials, trying to support the property manager that's there in any way possible, get his efficiencies as, as tight as I can on the capital expenditure side, um, but also, like I said, be that supportive role that allows him to do his job, not micromanage what he's doing on a daily basis, but kind of overall provide support and and keep things headed in the direction that we had laid out beforehand. Amazing. And then you also mentioned that you are getting into the capital raising side. Explain a little bit about how you got started in that, because a lot of the conversations that I have around capital raising is with individuals that are like, I don't know how to start. Um, how do you do it? How do you fund a billion dollar building? Um, so how did you do your first one? How did you raise capital? Um, honestly, I might have had it a little little easier than somebody starting out, because like I said, I've, I've been in the real estate industry and around a lot of professionals and done a, so many meetings and networking events that I've, I've had these contacts and built up those strong relationships, <clears throat> excuse me, relationships over the years. So I think starting out, I would say to, to attend as many meetups as you can talk to as many people as you can, uh, let them know that what you're doing and let them know that you're, in the industry and looking for deals. And when you find those deals, can I present you this opportunity that I have um, to invest in it and build the relationships up that way? And it might take a year, a couple of years, or there's there's people that I've known for eight years that never, never came to them with any kind of ask or opportunity of getting in, in and investing in my deals, but um, they got in and, and wanted to invest in this uh, this opportunity that we had out in North Carolina. That's amazing. And I love how you preface this entire thing that you might've had it easier. That's something that we don't address very often in the capital raising information space, because you go online and you, you talk to all these people who are raising capital for all these deal deals. And they're like, we just raised a billion dollars in 24 hours, or, you know, we're raising capital for X, Y, Z what they fail to mention especially for new investors that are seeing this is that they have the experience they've been doing this for years and they've nurtured their contacts for so many years that they're enabled to raise a cabillion i'm just going to keep on saying cabillion a cabillion dollars <laughs> for, for their deals, all the zeros 
And but they've <laughs> established themselves in the industry and with their sphere of influence and with their within their networks that they are that they have the capacity. That's not to say, oh, new investor, that you can't do it too. I like I love to say, like everything you need is right here in your phone. Everything you need is in your phone. You have people on your phone that have 401ks, that have capital that they want to put to, to work. Even if you don't, you, someone in your phone does. So I would go there first and then reach out to social media, which brings me to, um, I believe you're doing a 30-day challenge. Could you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so I'm on the second day today, um, but it is Bill Allen's uh, 30-day to 500K challenge. I'd switched it up a little bit and uh, modified it to be my goal of 900K. Um, but what that is, basically telling people uh, what you do and, and letting them know what you're into, how things are going for you. And it's not, not necessarily to say I have... Uh, or not really at all to say I have 900,000 in my bank account by the end of 30 days, but it's, it's getting those people to, to see what you're doing and giving them the opportunity to reach out to you in case they might be interested in one of the deals that you have moving forward. So it's, it's a little bit of um, just getting exposure out there, letting people know how to reach me, um, what I'm doing and a little bit more what that looks like and how to get involved into multifamily real estate syndications. I love it. It's all about information and education, information about you because they're going to be trusting you and education as to what they're actually investing in. And then asking, it's always that question that's the hardest. I think people have a hard time with asking the question, if I have a deal, how much do you think you would want to invest? It's, it's actually, it's yeah. not, it's, it seems like a hard question, but it really isn't because this is a question that can help people for the rest of their lives, that you can help people build wealth. And that's exactly what you're doing. So Jordan Smith, before I let you go, I would like to know more about your mindset. You have an amazing family. I've met your wife. She's amazing and so supportive. Tell me a little bit about you personally and how real estate is helping you and your family. Yeah, so um, my, my main thing behind real estate is to provide uh, time to provide the, the flexibility to spend time with my wife. You know, we don't have any kids, but um, am I going to look back and say, I wish I would have worked 10 more hours that week, or am I going to wish that I went and went on a little weekend hiking trip with, with Marcy, my wife? Um, that's really the whole thing behind it. You know, I, I like to come, come from a place of a balance um, and that doesn't mean not taking care of priorities that, that need to be taken care of, um, but making sure that she feels like a priority over work, unless it's something that has to get done. And I can, I can communicate that to her and let her know that really got to get this done. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not going to break any plans with her, but there's sometimes when, when I can't make plans because I got stuff to do, you know, um, but that's very important to me. And as far as a mindset goes, um, one thing that I've really been 
um, really has stuck in my brain lately is gratitude. You know, being thankful for the things that you have and being thankful for, even if it's small, um, if you can look at everything, um, every instance throughout the day and look at it in, in terms of a lens of gratitude, uh, I think that'll really help you push forward. Um, it can be, it can be kind of dreary out there when you look at all the things that people say are going on in the world or this, that, and the other is wrong and the world's coming to an end. But if you look at it and say, wow, it's, uh, it's a pretty nice day out today. You know, it's, it's hot, but I have air conditioning that works. I have uh, cold water if I need it. Um, I, I have plentiful food. Um, what, what could I possibly complain about? You know, when you start looking at things like that, um, the other stuff, the small stuff can start to melt away a little bit and really free up some of that, um, some of that mental bandwidth. I love that mindset. I love coming from, and I quote, the lens of gratitude, making sure that if you're ever feeling down, you understand that, hey, you know what? I have a roof. I have water. I get to talk to good friends over the interwebs. And I also love your thought process of communication that, I mean, I know you said you you want the time freedom. You want the time freedom with your wife. You want the time freedom for the, with the family that you are building right now. And it made me think of a quote um, that I read someplace on, I don't know, Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it now. Um, the only people that's, that are going to remember that you are busy is your family. Yeah, I saw that. They're going to remember that you're too busy to go on that date. They're going to be remember. They're going to they're going to remember that you were too busy to go on that hike. They're going to remember that you were too busy to go to that football game. Those are the only people that are going to remember that. So I love that you already have that mindset that you're not too busy and that you communicate everything with your wife, and that she knows that you are building this amazing life together. So before I let you go, Jordan, how can the good people of the incredible internet find you if they want to know more about what you're doing and how to reach you. Uh, you can find me either. Well, it might be hard to search me on Facebook, but the company you should be able to find and you can, you can link everything to me through my website is probably the easiest way to contact me. Um, that's 360 properties. Uh, the three is spelled out T H R E E six zero properties.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Jordan. Before I let you go, do you have anything else for our guests and our listeners? Um, all that I would say is uh, I'd love to, to connect with you. Always, always liking to connect, network with new people. Um, if you have any interest in, in getting involved with real estate, obviously you have uh, Jason and Peely and what they're doing, but also maybe a, a different perspective or just uh, another another contact um happy to connect with you and please reach out to me and i wanted to also say thanks for having me on your podcast Bailey. you are very welcome and for everyone out there i am grateful to you so much gratitude so much love so much aloha and if you want to know more about jordan smith please reach out to him at 360 properties that's t-h-r-e-e 60 properties.com it'll be down in the show notes if you want to know more about jordan jordan thank you so very much and aloha thank you much have a great day